Hello, this is Wasabi Boat Research, and today I've got, uh, for the first time, a return guest on the podcast, um, Snoop Lion. So Snoop is the, if you don't remember, he's the moderator of the Began Punks, Bastard Gan Punks Discord. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Began today, but also he's got a new project called the Lyceum. So we're going to spend a lot of time uh, diving into that. It's a really cool online community that he has launched in the last uh, few weeks here. And I was trying to trying to think like how I would describe it. And it's kind of like, let me, let me give you this uh, elevator pitch and tell me if I'm wrong here, but it's like you go to you're you're in crypto, you're in NFT world and you're in all these discords. And there are a lot of times strict rules about no talking about other projects, no uh, shilling outside of whatever project you're in. And you're like, well, fuck, like there are all these interesting people in, in this discord. Why can't I talk about other, other projects with them? Why can't I pitch uh, some other stuff that I'm interested in or have like off topic uh, conversations? So this in my, in my mind is kind of like one of the places for that, like kind of like almost like a salon or a social club where there are interesting people that you kind of collect from your time in, in crypto and have cool uh, conversations with them. Is that, uh, how, how did I do? Yeah, I, I I think that was uh that was pretty great. Um and, and, and definitely big big part of uh the way that I was thinking about it, just being involved in in these discords, lots of sharp people. Uh but like, you know, for years now I've I've been a part of like little, you know, Slack groups and stuff and, and we've been talking about such a, a broad range of of ideas. Um and like so that's you know, that's what I enjoy uh most and, and like this online format, uh, you know, just like having these text windows open all day long with all these other people who work on their computers and stuff. It's just like, it's a really interesting opportunity to, to engage with people. Um, but yeah, the, the, those more strict rules, like, you know, no, no shielding other projects or, you know, don't, you know, don't bring up politics or don't bring up philosophy or whatever. And it's kind of like, you know, when those things accidentally arose in certain channels uh, for, you know, specific projects, like people seem to really enjoy it. Right. It's just like all of a sudden we're talking about, you know, the philosophy of a project going forward or like what the space looks like in 10 years. Uh, and, and those conversations are interesting. So why not, you know, try to collect those people who are enjoying those conversations, get them into a space where it's kind of like free, free roaming. Uh, everyone can kind of bring up things that they want and uh, kind of see what, what, what might evolve out of a, a discord that um, is, is more focused on uh, that, that, that broader spectrum of topics, but also like catering to the sort of like, all right, the NFT space, how can you use NFT? So, you know, it's membership based, you have to own an NFT to have access. Uh, basically everyone's anonymous. Uh, so, so like, what does, what does being anon in, in a space where the, the focus is to talk about, you know, economics and, and things like that kind of like, what does that bring to the table? Um, those, those are some of the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, characteristics that, that I wanted to explore. Very cool. So yeah, we're going to get into that and the unique uh, NFT mechanism for for joining and all that stuff. Um, but man, there's been a lot of uh, action in uh, Began Punkland, just even like, I don't know, half an hour or something before we recorded, there was a, a pretty big uh, news announcement. So why don't we spend a few minutes just uh, going over what's what's happened in uh, Bastard Land since we last chatted? So yeah, so I guess, yeah, there's kind of uh, like, like a handful of things. Um, I guess the main thing would be a big announcement from, you know, Burke, the creator of the project, uh, yeah, about an hour ago or so. Um, 
where he he kind of more explicitly states like what what his position uh, in the project going forward is going to be, uh, and and this to me is is largely related to you know some some uh, what I would say is like yeah some some NFT uh, panic uh, uh, over the last couple of days in the Discord. You know what market's cooling off a little bit. ETH and BTC are moving, so liquidity is drying up in in NFT world. Um, and so, you know, uh, a few people uh, kind of like fudding that 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 bastard general chat. I mean, it was really uh, a meme of uh, that 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 copy pasta uh, example where the the person's like, "I look at price, nothing. You know, someone's got to do something. Like, get the devs on this." Um, except for just like watching that meme play out through through a couple of of, of people in the general chat. Um, so it's kind of like an interesting dynamic there. Some 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 interesting dialogue kind of like came out of that. People have ideas. They want to kind of like get those ideas moving. Uh, but it's kind of like, well, there's no there's no capital for people to to pull from to to get things done uh, in that capacity. And so you end up in this in this situation where you know people feeling frustrated and wanting to move the ball on things uh, ends up like placing a lot of, of of weight on you know the only person who has any any sort of like power to to to, to get things done in, in the capacity of like funding you know whatever someone wants to fund um so people calling like hey burke you got to do something you're the dev blah 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 um and so i think that that's really what the announcement was all about one just burke kind of like reiterating a point that i think you know anybody who's been around the project for for a long time has kind of understood like burke is not you know running vegans in the way that um you know, like like a CEO is running running a, a tech startup. Like Burke is is a sort of like an artist. He created this project, and, and the project kind of like took on a, a life of its own. Um, so so that's kind of the first thing is Burke kind of re rearticulating like his position there. And then the 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 real update is is, is the 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 concept of of uh, injecting some capital into a DAO so we can kind of as a community take on some of these initiatives, uh, you know, hire some people to get certain tasks done uh, and it not all fall onto Burke. Um, one, of, one of the big things that's come up a lot, uh, and I've had a lot of like DM conversations with people on the side, as well as kind of getting involved in some of the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, um, the scrums in, in general, but, you know, DM conversations in my experience are just like far easier to, 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 to kind of like get to speaking the same language as the other person. Um, but but you know e even the task of like all right here here here's a list of uh you know uh, products that we want to build right uh, and 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 you can have those like kind of like clearly articulated you then are faced uh, with the sort of like the organizing and, and the project management aspect of that right and so like Burke knowing what he wants to build next but he's not going to have time to build it is like this this first step but then you need someone to basically like outline what needs to be built they need to now find someone to go build it they need to kind of make sure the project uh it get go, goes through kind of uh all, all of those steps checks all those points uh and then and then and then there's like payment involved and all that so it's like it's not just here's an idea you know somebody just hire somebody and do it uh and and I think that gets lost on, on a lot of people. Uh, but but in my experience, like working in tech and stuff, like there's a reason that corporations have these sorts of structures with people overlooking certain things. You know, like an engineer is not just like sitting on a team of engineers building whatever comes to mind. You know, there is a sort of hierarchy that allows for an engineer to know what to code. It goes through a sort of like a checklist uh, in terms of like meeting certain criteria. 
Uh, there's someone deciding which things take priority, uh, how much a, an engineer should, should get paid. Recruiting is an entire department on its own. Um, and these are the kinds of things that just like, you know, if Burke doesn't have all those skills himself, then he's going to struggle, you know, just like running this, this, this giant organization, uh, uh, or, or, you know, whatever size it is, uh, running this organization on his own. So, uh, I think the, the whole movement here to transition from everyone looking to Burke, like, Hey, Burke, can you do something to here's a DAO? It has, you know, a hundred ETH in it. Uh, you know, somebody becomes a PM of a project that PM then finds a, a, an engineer that's going to execute on it. Uh, and then there's some allotment of capital that 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 uh, gets paid out to those, those people as a way to kind of like start moving into uh, uh, more of a, a structurally similar uh, space. So, you know, some of the ideas that the community has brought up can actually kind of uh, take hold. And it's not just everyone waiting for Berg to roll out the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching a lot of these discussions. I didn't participate too much, but like I had these kind of two thoughts in my head. Number one that was like, you know, there's nothing more of a turnoff than like seeing people like panic in a discord about, about a project, especially if it's like an art project. Like I'm here because I like the art, like I want to buy more. I almost hope that the pro the price doesn't skyrocket. Cause I would like to buy, you know, a lot more of these things. Right. I, and, sure. and, and I'm, I'm in it for, for the art and I'm not in, you know, taking a financial position. I'm not in it to like speculate and flip these, right. Like I want, I would be happy to own these and, you know, for, for the rest of my life or whatever. So, you know, there's not, there's nothing more like off putting as, as to see this kind of like panic or like, it's a shame if people are talking about that they're like overextended or whatever, but like my, my connected fear of this was like, yeah, like the calls to Burke and like, you know, you could hear Burke in his messages being like, incre you know, increasingly, yeah, I want to do something, but like, I'm an artist, right? Like, I'm not a project manager. I'm not like a shill organizer, you know, like, that's just not him, right? So I'm like, right. my, my thought was like, okay, you know, the biggest risk here is that Burke gets burned out and can't make art. And the biggest upside is Burke over the next five or 10 years does more awesome art projects and becomes even more of a legend than he already is. Right. So right. like, let's not burn this guy out. Let's let him be an artist and let him do what, what he was, you know, put on earth to do and find other people to, to do the shilling or do the community stuff or, you know, kick out the trolls from the discord or all of this other kind of stuff. Right. So I'm really, you know, I was really happy to see it. So he's basically like resigning as the kind of, project overlord and then it's going to go to kind of a DAO model and this DAO in my opinion it's like you know how we should be thinking how can we support Burke not like how can we get him to do stuff for us right like how can right. we support his next project he said he wants to launch a fashion line how can we you know pre-order shit from his fashion line or blow that up right like I think he's given given so much and yeah it's not it's it's not productive to expect him to be kind of like project managing cat herding the discord. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, and, and I think that that's, that's part of the difficulty with these sort of like large decentralized communities, uh, is I think most people that are longtime bastard holders, uh, have that same sort of thesis that you just described there, right? It's like very heavily weighted towards like, well, this is an artist. I like the art I'm supporting the artist. Uh, like I, you know, I'm not expecting uh, there to be a bunch of like shill and hype. My sort of investment thesis would be a long-term investment thesis, not like, oh my God, we're in a we're in a pump week. Uh, you know, why didn't why didn't <laughs> vegan price double? Right, and it's just like 
yeah, like it doesn't matter if, if 90% of the community had that position, uh, there's still that 10% that, you know, that aped in on the last rally, uh, who came in expecting, you know, something entirely different. We saw that with a lot of the commentary, people, people being like, this project's been out for six months. Like what, 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 have, what has anybody built? And it's just like, what, what roadmap are you looking at that, that gave you the expectation that a bunch of stuff was going to be built? Um, and so, so there's that sort of like core philosophical difference. Um, and then, and then on top of that, there, there's, you know, I was having this, uh, conversation in, in a symposium event, which is part of, uh, the, the, the Leeson community last night, but really talking about this like higher level sort of like, all right, hypothetically, imagine you're launching a PFP project. Um, like what should your roadmap actually consist of? Right. Uh, like right now, it looks like every PFP project that launched in the last, you know, two weeks, which is like, you know, 10,000 PFP projects, like they all release these like really dramatic roadmaps with like seven different line items. And they're all basically the seven, the same seven line items, uh, just like, you know, maybe organized a little bit differently or with like a little bit of extra color or something. Um, and so it kind of brings up this, this sort of like, you know, the, 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 these more philosophical level questions uh, that to me call attention to like, what is the infrastructure of the environment that we're moving into, right? So, um, you know, it's like, like, like you think about like OpenSea, for instance, like OpenSea is a piece of infrastructure for the NFT uh, environment, right? Like when Bastards launched, Bastards didn't have to launch a marketplace. Um, you know, when CryptoPunks launched, they actually needed to launch a, a, a marketplace, right? So they, they built mm -hmm. a, a marketplace that's specific to CryptoPunks. Um, you could build a marketplace that, you know, you could reroute the fees. So, you know, 2.5% on every uh, uh, trade isn't going to open C, it's going to a, a treasury or whatever. Um, so like there are reasons that you might want to do that. Um, but also you can just launch your project and you'll have a marketplace sitting there ready to plug you in. I mean, it's automatic, right? Like the moment that your NFTs go live, uh, open C basically picks it up, populates the, uh, the, their, their, uh, you know, you, you can see the uh, collection on, on the website. And so the question is kind of like with all these other roadmap items, like won't that same infrastructure eventually exist? Um, I mean, my thesis is, is, is well, yes, uh, it, it's just like it's too obvious uh, from a sort of like a programming perspective. This is how you would design tools. You wouldn't want to rebuild the same thing for, you know, all the different, you know, single line hard coding changes, right? Like if, I, if I'm going to build something that 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 creates passive income for an NFT project, like I'm not going to build it and hard code the contract address in there so it only accepts one specific NFT. I'm going to build it so it accepts any, you know, any type of NFT and you can kind of reap the rewards of it. And maybe I put a little fee on that and then somebody else wants to copy paste my code for a lower fee. You end up in this sort of like this runaway, you know, better for the consumer, better for the user uh, uh, sort of environment. Uh, which to me kind of redirects attention uh, from the perspective of like, what should someone be doing uh, from a PFP perspective or what are the, 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 the sort of like the main priorities? It's not these roadmaps that I think they're kind of working, which is kind of the tricky part, right? Somebody announces a, a roadmap uh, and, and the project doubles in, doubles in price overnight because look at what these devs are going to build. Um, but, but, you know, every PFP becoming a video game in the end. Uh, and that video game being like a specific closed world, like that doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, it makes sense that there will be these like video game metaverses that I can take my PFP into any of them, right? And not, that's my identity that I'm going to walk around the internet with. Uh, it's not going to be like, you know, uh, or, and I mean, maybe some of these things do come out. So maybe, you know, a board apes roll out a metaverse and I can go in there with my began uh, and it's inviting to all these different things. And it just so happens that the, the, the board apes, 
uh, community were able to build a cool product. But also, like, that's not what that community is based on. That's not what those devs are, you know, uh, uh, situated to actually do. Um, you know, video game devs will build video games, right? And all they'll do is make them compatible to this space so you can kind of, like, plug in and 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 visit with your, your online identity as you want. Um, which kind of points me to this space of... Um, it's kind of brand moting, right? Like you want to build a moat around your brand. So there's a reason like punks are punks. It's not because anybody's building anything on top of punks or, you know, there's a community presence in the discord or not a community, but like a leadership presence in the discord or leadership showing on Twitter. It's the, the, the brand is so huge. It has such a big moat around it that it's punks. Like it, that's kind of the end of the story. The expectation is that that moat just will continue to remain there because it has this historical relevance. It's been around. It's the first, it's the biggest um, and then the, the, the question is like, what are these other projects going to be? What are the brand moats for them? Uh, if they don't build a brand moat, then they're kind of going to die. Um, and so, so, so yeah, there's just like, there's a lot of differences and ways that people can be thinking about this space. Um, and when you get a bunch of people, you know, seeing, seeing their investment kind of, uh, go down a bit o o over a period where, you know, you'd expect it to be dipping, uh, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of impossible to balance all those expectations. So I think this sort of the stepping out move by Burke, and again, just like re explicitly restating something that that was obvious to 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 most people, I think, uh, is 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 really powerful in in the sense of kind of all right. Now that you've all gotten here, and maybe some of you didn't understand where you were, what you were buying, or, or what the thesis of the project is, now you can kind of re-establish that grounding, and then also like here is this thing that allows for the community to have you know the reins over something, which is really uh, just like a, a generous act and 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 the right way to kind of like push things uh, in, in 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 a sort of a positive direction, so so the community can organize uh, and 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 get some things done that that it thinks it needs to get done. So you mentioned that there's kind of like this uh, cookie cutter roadmap that a lot of NFT projects are doing uh, and it's kind of like blowing them up. And I guess one of these is kind of some kind of like passive income staking schemes. And, and I've seen this mentioned, but I haven't really like understood the mechanics. Do you know what that is? Like you're staking your NFT to get a token or how, how do these things work? Yeah, I, I'm not super well versed on it. I, I'd say uh, my uh, like my 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 general estimation of what it what it's like is is similar to a lot of these sort of like these DeFi farms. You you know you lock up your your NFT for some por portion of time. Uh, there's a contract that's holding that NFT, and then it basically generates like an ERC twenty that it distributes uh, to wallets based on how many NFTs they locked up or something like that. Um, the, 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 yeah. So, so it's kind of like, just like reapplying an older model, uh, to, to the NFT instead of it being, uh, you know, well, you know, stake or provide liquidity and we'll, we'll farm this token for you. But I mean, we've seen that game play out, right? Like there's a reason that like farming, uh, is, is not something that like I'm running around doing, like, I don't have the capital to, to, to really, uh, uh, kind of move the needle when it comes to like, all right, this farm was available for 24 hours at, you know, a hundred thousand percent APY, right? Like that, I, I, that's not that I'm not able to ape in there and then, uh, and then actually get like significant returns quickly. Uh, and then, you know, basically if it's profitable, you see just every huge wallet aping into that, uh, farm and, 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 and reaping the, the, the yield from that. Um, so, so it's kind of like, you know, from my perspective, it's just kind of like people looking for what to do. Like, and, and that was kind of a, there was a, there was about like a two month period there in, in Bastard Land where anybody joining the Discord was like, what's the roadmap? Like, what's my use case? Like, how am I going to use this PFP? 
and it's very specific, mm-hmm. like focus on what can I do with this? Like, how can I plug into to, to other systems and stuff? So I think people like want that and that's, that's kind of how they're thinking about it. Um, but, but, but yeah, I guess like the, the way that those, those yield farms, uh, typically kind of like worked out is there was some lock period, that lock period would end. And then that token value that everybody was farming would just collapse on everyone. And so you could, you know, you could have farmed, you know, uh, you know, uh, w- with a $10,000 investment, maybe you farmed $2,000 worth of that token, but that, that token goes to like 10% the value. Now you're paying your fees. All of a sudden you're down on the farming effort that you just made. Right. Uh, because you didn't get out uh, at, at the front of the uh, at the front of the unlock period. Um, so, so you know, in my view, that's a lot of what's going on uh, uh, when it comes to these sort of like lockups. Uh, the the interesting thing is not that, um, or I guess an interesting part of this is that I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of innovation and interesting you know types of like Ponzi's and stuff that people can come up with to kind of create value and return that value to someone that's willing to kind of like uh, you know lock up their NFT or whatever. Uh, there's implications on a marketplace. Like if you lock up 20% of a collection, then that probably tightens up supply in some way that that impacts mm. like floor prices and stuff. So th- th- those sorts of like mechanisms are interesting for people to be tinkering with. Um, but my, my, my general position is that like, why would, you know, Project X be the, 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 the place that needs to build that as opposed to like someone that's explicitly focused on building something like that might be. So, you know, OpenSea, NFTX, fractional art, uh, like, like those are examples of people building something for this, like this open world. Right. And they're like, well, we're just going to build this thing that kind of like solves this problem for everyone. And I kind of expect that same thing to be an option in the future. Like if you want to borrow capital, uh, and, uh, based on an NFT that you want to lock up, like that's not going to be a project that the, or that's not going to be a smart contract, the project launches, that's going to be a platform that somebody builds for all NFTs. Um, or if you want to, yeah, if you want to stake your NFT for some sort of reward, like why not make that available to all NFTs instead of a specific NFT? Um, like, yeah, that, that, that's kind of like, I think there's plenty of innovation stuff to do there. It's just kind of like, I think that we're so early in, in this space that, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, Google, like launching their own, you know, video streaming platforms and, you know, a social platform and, and just doing all this stuff. Cause like, well, we have the capital, we can do all this stuff. We have all this time. We don't know what to do. We're going to build all these other things that everybody else is always building. But it's not very often that even though it's Google and they have, you know, unlimited funds, they didn't win social media, right? Like they, they lost with flying colors, right? Uh, so, so I think that's kind of like a similar analogy to what we're seeing with every PFP project. They're like, basically every PFP project coming up with a roadmap is, telling the world what it wants to see, right? They want to see uh, a platform they can plug their NFT in to get passive income from, or they want to be able to drop their their avatar into a metaverse that someone can run around in and represent their project with. Um, and, and the idea that they're going to build it themselves is kind of like, well, we'll just build it if no one's going to do it, but eventually someone's going to do it. That'll become like an industry that separates on its own. Um, and then, and that's when things get, get really interesting, but we're so early. I think it takes time for these things to kind of realize themselves, separate themselves out as kind of specific verticals. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit far from, from your initial question. So with the Burke announcement, he's stepping down to focus on art stuff, which I think is good. And he is donating or redirecting a stream of ETH that he's collected from, I guess, was it the initial minting or is there, I don't know if there's like a royalty, like does he, does he get a royalty every time one of them sells and that's going to fund the DAO, but there, it's going into a DAO and the DAO is going to do a couple projects. So can you, can you 
are you going to be involved in the DAO? Like, do you, do you expect to have a role in it going forward? Or what are some, some of the, I know there's like five or six different things that have been thrown out there, but what are some of the projects that you're, would be like most excited about to, for the Beacon DAO to, to take on? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a couple things there. He definitely gets a, a royalty for all, all, all transactions on OpenSea. Uh, I think the, the royalty is 2.5% for Burke. 2.5% for OpenSea. So every trade is, is minus 5% with half going to, to, to Burke. Uh, so that that is part of it. He's going to route that to the treasury, that 2.5%. Uh, but then he's also going to inject 100 ETH, uh, which is, you know, some some amount. Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure, you know, which which pool that, that comes from or whether um, that's, that's, you know, specific to the royalties that he's earned or not, uh, or if it's kind of just like an arbitrary number to, to, to kind of like plug in and get things started. Um, but one of the things that's kind of like interesting there is that is the moment that you hand that over to a DAO, you, you end up in, in, in this situation where like, well, you know, use Burke set that number on OpenSea to 2.5% royalties. So the DAO could technically vote to change that number, right? The DAO could vote mm. to, uh, uh, increase that number to like seven and a half percent. Um, and then, you know, what if the DAO increased that number to seven and a half percent and they wanted to route 2.5% to Burke? Right. Like the DAO would then have the power to sort of do that, which is kind of like these are some of the, the I guess what what I'd guess would be sort of like early votes, early considerations that that, that people would um, think about um, in terms of kind of like transitioning over to the DAO uh, from, you know, what we have now, which is no DAO. Uh, yeah, I definitely going to play a role in that in as much, you know, in as, as much as I can, I guess, from from the uh, initial announcement, it seems like Burke wants to basically like get a core set of, uh, you know, uh, multi-sig wallet signers gathered together. And then uh, the way that I'm thinking about that is like, all right, well, what you're thinking about here is who who who, who can basically trust, uh, who, who can be trusted from the community to execute on something when a vote passes. Um, and that's going to be like longtime holders, people that have been around the community for a while, um, and, you know, hold, 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 hold bastards. Uh, so the incentives are sort of aligned. Um, and then they execute on anything that like passes a snapshot vote. So I think the first step in all of this would be like getting all, all that group together. Um, like who are those people? Uh, what what are the sort of like qualifications? And then and then also like who actually wants to opt in because there's a degree of responsibility and resources that that kind of like come come from uh, taking on that that sort of role. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's kind of the first thing. And then I'd assume that that group basically would act almost like a board in making decisions about the initial structures to get things in place. So um, I've been working on for for the last you know maybe month or two um, a a sort of a metadata specific constitution uh, for Begans because the you know one one of the things that kind of has has come to to, to light uh, over the last several months of kind of trying to tally all the metadata for the Begans. Is that you know there there really isn't a clear path to saying all right here's the metadata and it's finalized now everybody deal with the results. Um, there's so much interpretation and all of that discussion around interpretation is what really is like it's a super strong like competitive edge or, or value proposition for the began uh, 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 collection uh, that I don't think a lot of other projects have. You can be like oh I you know I love this red here. Uh, or whatever, but like when you get into the BGANs, like it's like, well, wh what am I seeing here? What did the GAN have in mind when it generated this BGAN? And sometimes it's like impossible to tell. And we talked about that on the last 
in, in our last conversation, you know, those become like these ex-bastards where it's like, you know, you throw your arms up in the air. But then other times you'd be like, well, what is this? Some sort of like, you know, hoodie tassel combination or like, is this a vape or a cigarette? Like, uh, how, how would I actually draw the line uh, in, in, in terms of giving those definitions and, and making those classifications? Um, and that's kind of the, the, the original task was let's just get something in place so there's a reference people can sort and then if people have objections, they can do that. Uh, anyway, the point is, is that uh, I've been working on building this constitution out, which very sort of like clearly articulates like here are the rules of the game. The game being if you want to make an update to how something gets classified or what a specific classification was. So if you think, you know, it, it got a tassel hat ruling, but it's actually a fedora, um, like what do you need to do to get that that rating updated? Uh, and there's a sort of like, well, you need to, you know, create a proposal on Snapshot. You need to share that proposal to the community, uh, you know, within an hour of having posted it. Uh, that proposal needs to last for, you know, two days or whatever. That way there's a, a, a long enough time period for everyone who wants to vote to have an opportunity to vote. And then the vote has to pass. Uh, and then under those circumstances, like, you know, I, I, I built in a little like opportunity for a veto. So if something gets passed and then, you know, someone feels like they didn't get an opportunity to uh, object or rally the troops against or whatever, they can pass a, they can, they can submit a veto uh, on that point. That veto has to last for two days. And then if that veto fails, then the, the, uh, the pro proposal will go through and the update would be changed uh, on, on the metadata. Um Anyway, the point is, is that 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 whole process of building out that constitution, uh, I think, needs to be sort of like duplicated in in some capacity in terms of like managing the resources for this, you know, this 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 treasury, right? Like, uh, like what 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 we would need to protect against are things like, all right, well, um, all right, I'm going to create a proposal right now to give me 50 ETH from the treasury, and I'm going to make it last 30 minutes, and I'm not going to tell anybody about it, and then once it's passed, then like you know, who's going to stop, stop, you know, the, the signers from approving that. Right. Um, like there needs to be a better structure and a way to make sure like the community has eyes on things. They have enough time to respond to it and that there's like a fairness to things kind of like running. And I think the whole idea is like, you get a document in place. Uh, ideally that document's put together by the, the multi-sig signers in Burke. Um, and then, uh, and then you'll have the same opportunity that, you know, that I'm, that I'm trying to build into the metadata constitution, which is, you know, if any of these specific points, uh, don't, people don't like them, then you can modify those as well. So, you know, one, one that I expect to, to cause some, uh, 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 yeah, some, some, some debate at least is that I, I don't have a, um, like a minimum number of wallets that have to vote on something or a minimum number of, uh, votes that have to be cast in order for a vote to be passed. Um, and so I expect some people to be like, no, 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 we should require like 10 people to vote, or we should require at least like 100, 100 BGANs worth of votes to 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 take anything seriously. Um, but in my view, like the the timeline and the exposure to the Discord are kind of the 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 things that uh, kind of account for that that desire to get reach. And so, you know, if someone wanted to be like, no, let's just require that, you know, 500 people or not 500 people, but 500 BGANs worth of votes have to have gone through for anything to be updated, um, then they could submit a proposal to change that line item to instead of from zero to 500. Um, and so it becomes like a very sort of like it's a living document in some sense. So th those are kind of like the early steps here, uh, very much doing that with the, the the metadata traits. And then I would push to have a similar sort of documentation and structure in place uh, for, for, for the larger DAO. Um, I'll pause there before going on to the end of the question, if you had any comments or, or questions about that. So you're saying that my began punk uh, education fund proposal is not going to pass? <laughs> well, it depends on what the proposal is, I guess. Uh, 
What? Yeah. What? What do you have in mind? No, I'm just. I was just kidding. Um, no, but I was gonna to your point about the kind of funness of having these traits that are kind of edge cases. Like I just bought one. My my latest began punk um, was number six four one four that someone in the Discord just sent out a message that there it was a glitch background, but the glitch is so tiny. It's just one line of glitch on the, on the bottom, on the, on the bottom line of it. That's just like one shade slightly different. Like if you don't have your monitor calibrated nicely, like you probably wouldn't see it, but it was selling at like floor or like, you know, even a little bit, maybe below floor, but I got it. And so then like now, like there's this process, like if you saw that and I didn't see it naturally, like someone, someone called it out, but I scooped it up pretty quickly then you can kind of like go to this voting process and have it classified properly as a glitch and then have it, have it uh, presumably like corrected to like a more, more um, elevated value since like the glitches are more highly valued. Right. 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 And, and, and that's um, yeah, that's a, that's like a super explicit version of a mistake. Right. Um, And then there's this sort of like the spectrum of like, barely missing something. So like once, you know, that example that, that, that you mentioned, which I saw too, uh, like there's no questioning that there is a, a glitch pattern there, right? Like like no one could even object to it. Uh, it it's clearly like someone missed it based on like contrast or brightness of the screen or whatever uh, in in doing the classification. Um, and 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 really like the 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 metadata uh, constitution uh, is 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 a bit more for like the subtle differences and the more sort of interpretive stuff. So as much as like that's a miss and someone should just fix, uh, which is something I've been doing, right? When someone calls out like, hey, you missed the borderline here. Like I'm just going and changing those. I'm not putting it up to a vote because it's not really like up for debate. Uh, it's pretty explicitly fits in uh, fits into the the criteria of the glitch patterns. It's just something that, that was missed because it's a manual process and, uh, you know, people make mistakes. Um so, you know, th- those likely exist on some some of the other accessories like uh, this has a clone na- uh, a clown nose and, and it wasn't marked. Um, but then there are these other sort of like things like um, like someone brought up uh, uh, an instance of a um, a began that had like a three pixel nose and like three pixel noses are sort of like one of these. And specifically, like there's a bunch of different three pixel nose types, like some of them are corner noses. When they're a corner, they're supposed to be classified as alien humans. Uh, when they're straight across, then they kind of get split into sometimes they're considered large if the three pixels are kind of like of the similar shade. And then sometimes they're split into like ape humans as a sort of like, no, this is kind of like apish, but you can see that middle pixel uh, enough to where you're kind of like, it's a, it's, it's a double nose in some sense. Um, and so, you know, someone brought this up like, Hey, you know, I, I have this three pixel nose. It's marked as a large, like there are some other ape humans that have a similar nose. Like, couldn't this be an ape human? Uh, and the answer to that question is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have been marked an ape human, like a large part of that specific classification of that specific trait is, is more subjective than is ideal, which is again, uh, sort of a value prop of, of, of the collection. So, you know, in, 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 in a perfect world, a perfect world here, that person submits like, hey, this is my argument for this one being reclassified as an ape human. Here are some other examples that basically look exactly the same. This is why I think it's an ape human. Uh, if we were to pass this, then I think, you know, uh, then then basically it kind of like it, it adds, uh, you know, if, if this rule were to be applied to the rest of the set, then it actually adds like seven more ape humans to the set. Um, and then and then that gets voted on. 
Um, alternatively, someone could vote against that, and then they could try to get rid of all of the three pixel noses uh, from the ape human category and get them converted into larges or something like that. Um, and and that would you know come with a sort of like, well, I want to modify the criteria of how something gets defined. So you pass that criteria, then there has to be like a review of of uh, the collection, and then that review has to be kind of like voted on. Uh, so it becomes sort of like resource intensive to make some of these like larger changes and the community would actually need to take these things on. Um, and, and, and the DAO would be a, a good way to fund those sorts of like efforts, right? So if you're going to need 20 hours of review time uh, from a couple people in the community, like it's going to be hard for, for to, 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 to get people to do that for fun. Um, so, you know, a, a lot, you know, half an ETH uh, to that 20 hours or whatever. And, uh, and, then, and then you have a few people kind of like working on that uh, that, that, that can kind of like move that ball forward. It's just kind of a funny situation. Like normally when you think about like AI in our modern world, it's like AI makes these decisions that kind of like impose conditions on humans. And sometimes they're fucked up. And so, you know, sometimes you have to live with your search result being at the bottom of the page when it should be at the top of the page. Cause whatever, you know, like stuff like that. But like here, it's like the flip side of that. It's like this council of humans, deciding what the intentions of a of a of an algorithm were and like having this long debate process it's just it's it's really interesting like totally it's kind of flipping uh it's kind of mind blowing anyway um all right let's let's do this i have two here are my t- i'm going to pitch you on two ideas that i think the dao could do that i just i went on a run today and was thinking about them and sure. um tell me what you think okay idea number 1 so like talked about the need to do like a Twitter spaces or something. I think that's cool. And I was like, you know, I'm happy to like help host one or be, you know, it's always fun when there's kind of like a rotating panel of people. Um, but I was like, you know, that, that sounds awesome. But then I was like, what are, what are we going to talk about? Like, I think we could do a lot of like what we did in the last podcast where we just like talked about individual bastards and am I hot or not bastard kind of thing. Right. Um, I think that's fun, but like, I think it would be fun to have spaces that also features other NFT artists, because like when you think about, you know, people like we were talking about earlier in discords, like they have these rules about like no shilling other projects. And a lot of time that's necessary because you get these bots and spammers or whatever. But like on the same time, like people need to find out about cool projects. And like, I think the bastard holder community has like a very, uh, in my opinion, very good taste, right? Like I would be interested to hear what other NFT projects like the bastard community thinks are cool and like have like a kind of almost like curated exposure that way. So like some kind of space that like features other kind of projects that are like in line or deemed to be interesting by, by other members of the community. I think that's, that's cool. All right. So that's project A. Let me give you project B. Project B is a, a software project where you will uh, feed it a uh, picture of someone's face and then it does a facial recognition on the corpus of bastards to tell you what bastard is closest. Hmm. So like you could imagine like on Twitter, like you feed in like a celebrity face to it and like this is the bastard that, that it matches with. Or like if someone who wants to buy a bastard can like feed their face into into the the AI and have it match with you. And like, sometimes they're going to be like completely fucked up, but that's kind of like, I think that would be kind of, kind of like a viral thing to build. And I was looking at some of the, there's some open uh, facial recognition libraries that I think 
could be used to do something like this. So of those two, you're you're the bastard uh, DAO approver. Which which one do you like more and why? Yeah, um, I like uh, or the first one. First one more. Um, the the second one's actually interesting. I'm pretty sure Burke tried to hire someone. Uh, this was a while ago to do something very similar to that, uh, and it was going to be like a Twitter bot, uh, and you would submit your your image over Twitter, and then it would return. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the bastard. But it was going to also like uh, paste the bastard over your face in whatever image. Um, so it was kind of like bastardize the image. Uh, what was the idea? But yeah, it kind of goes back to that initial thing where it's just like, you know, he got ghosted by the dev after like three weeks or something like that. So it becomes like this, this space of like, all right, well, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, you know, would, would be interesting to do it. I guess the, um, the reason I'd pick one over two is because in terms of the, like the value prop of either of those things, I think, uh, the upside of one going well is much, much higher, right? So, uh, I think you're exactly right. Like Began's being one of these sort of like first projects that were like, you know, like really focused and like tons of narrative around aesthetics, right? Like the 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 range of the collection is so severe. Uh, like the 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 ways that they can be interpreted, uh, each image is, is so severe. I made the point on the last conversation. Like if I say to you that I that I have an eight began with a, a a cigarette, like you don't really know what 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 that means, right? Like there's so many mm. variables that that go into that, and so it does allow for more of a sort of um, a deeper dive per began, which I think attracts a type of person. So like one of my favorite things about kind of organizing communities and, and seeing what kind of people end up where, and then also like noticing the juxtaposition of, you know, the floor in, in the general chat of bastards and everybody being like, what is going on here with this guy? Like it, it is a sort of like a difference in outlook and appreciation. And the project itself kind of like does that filtering for you. It sort of like curates that group to be of a certain type. Um, and so I think this idea of, you know, bastards being, uh, kind of the first community that was built around like, like strict aesthetics, uh, and, uh, within the context of bastards, but then also like outwardly looking is, is a really powerful concept in, in the, in the context of, uh, like brand moat, right? So, you know, uh, as much as like we could, we could get onto a Twitter spaces once a week and we could bring up, uh, uh, bastards and, and comment on them and, and stuff like that. Um, like that, 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 that could be fun in some capacity, but also like if getting the, you know, the began stamp of approval, uh, were able to become a sort of like a, a, a recognition of, you know, uh, like artistry, um, then that that's a really powerful sort of like position that almost like, again, attracts more people of, of the same like uh, like likeness. Um, and that, that's really the, 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 the difficulty here. Uh, and, and some of the earlier conversations in bastards general kind of like orbited this space where it was like, you guys, like what, what, what the bastards are, what they represent is this art project, uh, uh, by, you know, by, by an artist, uh, who's, you know, uh, that, that, that has these sort of like qualities that don't exactly map onto the space. And, you know, so the, the upsides are also downsides in ways because like, the average person uh, probably doesn't look at a bastard and think like, well, I'm going to ape into this, uh, this blurry image, right? Like we talked about ex bastards mm. being an acquired taste almost. Right. Um, and, and that, 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 that sort of like um, that barrier to entry of uh, appreciation in some sense, um, it, 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 
it, if it's there at all, then it's kind of like it depends on what the marketplace looks like. But over time, like there's no reason that more and more people wouldn't be piling into that 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 sort of like that filtered appreciation uh, or, or that appreciation that gets filtered uh, by by being part of a specific community. So I think like the upside of hosting that, having conversations, discussing art for the sake of art from that perspective of like, no, you know, we come from this community that that really values art. And you see that even, you know, in every FUD uh, that 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 comes through the bastard discord is people talking about what they invested in and what their their thesis is, uh, and it has nothing to do with short term prices. It has to do with like being a collector of a piece and wanting to hold it kind of indefinitely for the, for the sake of the aesthetics of the piece. Um, so I, I think that that's much more aligned with the, the 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 or I think it's really aligned with the general culture of uh, the community right now, but also that that um, that that sort of that reputation uh, and, and and taking on that reputation on on a larger scale would be uh, would have tons and tons of upside. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm always looking for a way to discover new NFTs, right? Like you kind of mm -hmm. and the way like you either do it or at least that I've found is like you find people who are holding stuff that you like and hold and then see what else they have and kind of just mm -hmm. do like a random skip from there so yeah like and having that is like you don't it doesn't turn into like just like a circle jerk of like one collection must be appreciated and like it's the only thing and then you know that that just like gets tedious after a while right so right finding some way to cross pollinate i think i think is is the the way to go and so like speaking of cross pollination maybe we can like segue now to to Lysium because that's, yeah, let me, I don't let know. me pause you real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Just to, to comment on that um, briefly, like I've heard from uh, non began holders um, that they've really enjoyed seeing begans in comments on Twitter, for instance. And I think that this kind of touches a similar space where it's like what they're what they're commenting on is like the quality of thought that comes out of the average began avatar on Twitter um, in, 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 in a thread or whatever. Um, and I, I think that that's like a really sort of like an interesting, uh, kind of like a dimension that comes out of a community that, that people can appreciate. It's like all of a sudden that person is attracted to the began project just based on the way that that group of people interacts with others on the internet. Um, and the same thing would be, uh, potentially true about discovery of, uh, alternative projects, um, through, through that sort of like mode of like, no, it's just like, it's a thoughtful community that has interesting, uh, considerations and they're not, you know, these hyper maxis that are shaming someone for selling. Um, you know, like if you're not comfortable holding your began and you need to exit, like by all means you should exit. Uh, and I, I don't know that that's, you know, that that's just a different culture, uh, than, than, than a lot of other projects. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go ahead and segue now. Cool. So we were talking a little bit upfront about it. So it's kind of like an online community or salon for discussing a range of topics. You've got philosophy, politics, psychedelics, NFTs, DeFi, you know, all the, all the good stuff in there. So let's talk about like how, how you launched it, who, who's in there and how you kind of seeded it with the right people. Cause I get the impression that like some of the people in there are kind of like Snoop Lion OGs that you've been friends with for a long time and, and are kind of like transitioning them and like curating new people to come in. So, so how did, uh, how did this idea come about and how, like, what's the, the mechanism for, for launching that you did? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. So, um, yeah, a, a big part of this kind of like ties to just like, okay, so what, what, how do you create a good environment for discussion around hard to talk about ideas, right? Um, and like, 
you know, a, a completely open space to, you know, everyone on Twitter. Like it, it, it's, you, you can kind of see where those things go wrong, uh, where they uh, kind of like quickly get overrun. Um, like there, there are definitely like subreddits and stuff like that, that initially started as a, a, a group of people. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, uh, you know, a, a group of people that are counter to that uh, kind of thought basically just overrun the subreddit. And so all the people that were originally there just leave, they go elsewhere. Um, so there's like this dynamic to sort of like open systems or um, another another characteristic that's interesting to consider in this space is like how many people are trying to have a conversation at once. Like uh, to, to, to me, this is like mostly where hard conversations on Twitter go to die is there's just so many people piling on at all times. Um, and it's kind of rare that, that you actually get the time and the space to just go into a, a deep sort of like one-on-one with someone. It seems like most people aren't actually interested in um, diving deeper with someone specifically uh, on, on, on Twitter. Uh, the environment's just kind of not like shaped towards it. So the, the, the first question is kind of like, all right, well, what kind of environment do you need? What kind of variables are, are you paying attention to? Um, so within that context, I think, you know, uh, there's a sort of like a number of, 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 of people uh, or, or the count of members is kind of like the, the first important variable. And so the, the, the initial idea was, all right, we're going to basically kind of take that, that, you know, that idea that I had just mentioned about sort of like a community filtering for things and then kind of organically growing based on like honest interest as opposed to, um, you know, some sort of like hype, like the, the, the point of, you know, the first 10 membership NFTs that get you into the, to the, the Lyceum, uh, the, was not to make anybody rich, right? It was just to be like, all right, there's 10 of these. And if you're going to grab one, like you're really going to have to want to have it based on a very limited uh, understanding of what it's going to be. And that, that, you know, that initial tweet that I sent out was like, hey, I'm starting this project. Um, basically, the idea is to gather people from this, you know, this, this crypto Twitter space uh, who are interested in talking about any range of ideas. Um, and from there, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next. And so that was kind of the launching point. So created these sort of like 10, almost like founder memberships. Um, and that would be the only 10. Those are, those are called geometer tokens. Um, and, and for the distribution, um, I gave, uh, myself one, and then I gave, uh, the other, I gave four to people that I have yeah been in like deep conversations with for, you know, the last like three to five years. Um, and so, so people that I trust have a similar sort of like mindset, uh, in terms of engaging about difficult to talk about ideas. Um, and, and to be clear, like these five people are not people that I disagree about everything on. And so I'm, I'm trying to cater to a specific ideology. They're people that I disagree with well. Right. And so that's part of kind of like that, the other thing that you need, um, and, and this is, you know, at, at any tech co- a company, they 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 don't they love to talk about culture, right? And like you're you're breeding a culture at all times, and you're kind of creating expectations from everyone. Everyone kind of like assimilates that culture. And so, in my view, the way that you build a good culture is that you like lead by example, right? And so, like having this 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 core group of five that that I had all this experience with was kind of like, all right, with the five of us in this group, we can kind of demonstrate, we can lead by example, we can disagree well in front of people, we can set the tone for what a disagreement looks like in 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 in, in this environment. Um, and so that was kind of like the 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 seed. Um, and then the other five uh, geometer tokens were all auctioned off to uh, to anybody who who wanted to join. I think uh, the auction started. I, I'm not sure if. OpenSea didn't let me set it to zero or something, or if I had to set it at like 0.001 or something. Um, 
but I basically auctioned off the other five. Uh, and there were, I think like when that auction took place, I think like 30 people had joined like the discord lobby, which is just a general sort of gathering place. Um, that, that anybody that joins the Discord immediately gets to. And then once you verify that you own that membership, you kind of get released into the rest of the, 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 the chat. Um, but the, the, the point here was that it was kind of just an auction. Like who wants these five pieces the most? Um, and that, you know, what, 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 what kind of came out of that was people, um, people bidding on those that had had experiences debating with me or, or, or alongside me uh, in places like Began Discord or on Twitter. Um, and, uh, I think kind of just appreciating uh, uh, maybe the approach uh, to conversation or um, or the 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 sort of like uh, yeah the 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 way that those conversations were able to actually like kind of um, uh, breed some results. A lot of the early began stuff that again I mentioned on on uh, that that previous conversation came through you know really hard long conversations and several of the the early bidders. Uh, were people from the began community that I think kind of like gained an appreciation for you know my role in that community based on just having been a part of those those debates. So um, yeah, that was kind of the 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 first ten rollout. Um, I think the 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 five that were auctioned off uh, ended up selling for like a total of like one point one ETH, uh, which definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, I was really expecting like all five to go for free to uh, people who. Uh, Kind of uh, yeah, just just liked my my personality on Twitter or something, but um, but there was actually like some 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 demand there, which was really uh, in, encouraging. Um, but yeah, I'll pause there before going on to the to the next step. If if you have any thoughts or, or add-ons, yeah, no. So you collected the first five, and then there was a second wave. And I, full disclosure, was a member of the second wave and got um, a, a NFT to go in. So how does what happened with the second wave? Yeah, so. Um, the second wave uh, is the peripatetic uh, token, um, and uh, you know that's the, the both of these are called to like the the ancient Greeks, right? The geometers, like Plato, Plato's Academy. He had you know none but geometers over the door, uh, which is a call to you know a type of thinker that he wanted to invite. Uh, and then the peripatetics, like the you know Aristotle's students called the peripatetics because uh, Aristotle liked to basically walk and talk, and so peripatetic means to basically like walk to to and fro. Uh, uh, you know, di different places. Um, and so, you know, the peripatetic token was, all right, we, now we have this, this discord, we have the first 10 geometers they are in here. And then we have this discord with like, um, maybe it was like 37 people or something like that. All right. Maybe it was like, maybe like 50 people had joined or something like that. But then I basically opened up for the second round. It was like, all right, so now we're going to create a second round of memberships. Because the point is not to have 10 people in this chat. The point is all of you have found your way to this Discord because you're interested in, again, this really small little paragraph on Twitter. So that's that's enough of a sort of like filter. You're here for for, for the right reasons. Um, and so there became like a window for people to uh, basically ask to be included in the airdrop. Uh, they just had to post to a channel which address uh, that they wanted uh, that their airdrop uh, kind of like whitelisted for. Um uh, and, and I think there was like 37 people or so, like, uh, maybe 37, uh, people that, that, that got the airdrop, uh, or signed up for the airdrop. And then the idea there was to basically drop three peripatetic tokens to each person that signed up. And this was a sort of, uh, uh, yeah, kind of like a second layer strategy to distribution. So the question is like, all right, now that we have kind of, uh, the, the, the smaller group that has joined this channel with the the the, the idea of, of talking about a range of ideas with with different people on on in this anonymous space. Um, how do we get 
all of these more, how do we get those people to bring in other people? And so the concept was kind of like, well, you need one token for yourself. And if you have these other two tokens, then maybe you give them to people that you know, that you think would enjoy this space. Um, and so that's kind of like a, a kind of baked into it is a sort of like a referral program to you having these three tokens. Um, and so, so that was kind of the, 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 the logic behind it. Um, from there, there's kind of like interesting sort of like uh, DAO-like strategies. So, you know, the, the point is for this to be a sort of like decentralized organization that is more aimed at sort of like knowledge building kind of efforts, right? Like whether that's everyone talking about NFTs and getting alpha and aping into projects, which there's been plenty of, um, or it's like people talking about politics from, you know, uh, across the globe with, you know, uh, other people that are that are interested in politics from somewhere else. Um, there's been plenty of that as well. Uh, and so, so it's kind of like, what, what are you doing in those conversations? You're kind of like building knowledge, you're transferring your ideas back and back and forth. And again, the idea of, you know, the environment kind of catering to, uh, productive, uh, to productive conversations, uh, within that space. Um, but, but the, the, the point is, is that, that, you know, to me, that, that is what a university is supposed to be. That is what, you know, the Elysium in ancient Greece was all about, right? It was people talking about, uh, ideas kind of like giving their theories and, you know, developing taxonomies from scratch because nothing existed before. Uh, I don't think much has changed, but I do think like the modern institutions have kind of like lost track of what their actual role is. Uh, and the education and system, uh, the education system in general, uh, to me kind of doesn't, doesn't even like pretend to teach you why to valid, to, 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 to value knowledge or how to pursue knowledge. Uh, they pretend to hand you knowledge, which is what religions do, right? It's it's a sort of like, you need answers, we've got the answers, now go on with your day. Um, but in my view, like the, the pursuit of knowledge is a sort of like indefinite game, and it requires communication, talking, absorbing information, bouncing ideas off of others, uh, evolving your thought. And so how do you kind of create an environment where the name of the game is to generate knowledge uh, in a way that the universities uh, might be doing in some capacity, there's research and so on and so forth. But I don't think the average person goes, you know, to Harvard uh, to, 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 to be a researcher or whatever. They go to get a degree from Harvard because it means something to the world. And then it plugs you into this network that is uh, highly lucrative. Um, and then, and then, you know, what, what I'd like to see kind of like grow out of this is this sort of organization that can kind of like run itself. So, you know, right now, the way that, that I'm thinking about these, these initial tokens, and then assuming that we get to the capacity where we need to release another layer of tokens to add more members, um, is there that it will function similarly, like, like, like a DAO with a snapshot and voters and so on, but the different, uh, the different tokens will have basically like different weights, more like a um, like a hierarchy uh, in, in in some sense. So you know you can imagine like if there were a third row of um, maybe maybe the next token release would be like a 500 token mint or something. Um, you can imagine that 500 token meant passing a proposal about something to do with the treasury funds. And then the peripatetic group of 111 uh, token holders could like vote to veto that. Uh, if they wanted, or they could let it go through, and then the geometer group would have a chance to veto if they wanted. Um, and so it's kind of like, how do you maintain that culture? Um, and and again, starting with the sort of the, the core people behind that 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 um, that that concept that that would be there to maintain it. Um, the other thing that I think is kind of like interesting about that is, in token form, you end up with the sort of like the role just like on a in, in a marketplace, right? So I think like somebody listed a geometer token 
for like a thousand ETH, right? And it's like a joke listing or whatever, but it kind of paints the picture, right? Like in a hypothetical world where there's 10,000 people in this discord and, you know, there's five different layers of membership and you want a power position. So you will have a, a seat at the table when it comes to the last layer of vetoing that might happen in terms of uh, how to manage the treasury or something to do uh, from the initiatives of, of, of the community. Uh, like there would be a price that, that you could pay to kind of like get that position. And all that does is select for someone who's more interested in holding that position. Um, and so, so it kind of just like, it creates interesting dynamics that I think, uh, will, will, will be fun to, to kind of like explore and, you know, getting, getting to that place would be a, a major success, but that's kind of the launch pad, I guess. That's, that's kind of the, the, the ground layer to kind of like see where this can go and, and, and what it might evolve, uh, or what it might be able to evolve into. Now I want to push you a little bit and get a little bit more specific on some of the discussions and alpha and stuff that's going on in there, because, you know, like before I joined, you know, I think everyone is in too many discords, right? And so yeah. there's always like, you got you got to be selective about ones you join and what we you know what's going to add value and everything. And this is one that is not it's not for everyone, right? It's for people that want to have these, I don't know, more in depth discussions, or I think there's people and like, I've really connected with people that like everyone in there seems to be kind of like a lifelong learner, and they're not they're not in crypto because they're trying to pump really quick and, you know, have buy an island or whatever. Like, I think it's, it's people who are in it uh, for intellectual curiosity and who are reading books and doing art and have like interesting stuff going on. That's not just the money aspect of things. So I have one particular conversation that I thought was interesting. So, all right. So, I mean, I still have my, I've got my three tokens. So I guess I, I have two invites. So, if anyone listening to this wants to to be invited, you know, and we know each other, hit me up and 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 if you know if these discussions sound interesting. But so one one thing that I was ch chatting about yesterday that I thought was cool. So I work with Badger, and um, we're in this interesting situation now where there is a proposal to create a um, new gauge weight on a curve for a token, a, a locked CBX token. So like, I don't know, Convex, it's this whole big thing, but Convex Finance is, is a, a protocol that's become really powerful because they have amassed uh, curve tokens and that gives them kind of like control over this base layer of yields in DeFi. So it's it's quite interesting, like the, the dynamics that, that are going on there. And we are in the Convex Discord and some people are kind of up in arms about it. And there is this big kind of like back and forth, like, Badger members in there versus uh, Convex members debating back and forth. And it got quite heated. And um, so I was talking with someone in the Elysium that I know who is kind of like a Convex maxi because we were chatting about uh, DeFi tokens and what projects we, we like. So I just kind of like used it as a back channel to get his take on the situation because I knew like maybe this, hey, this is someone kind of like on the other side of this debate. I don't, I don't think he actually was on the other side, but just potentially. So, hmm. you know, it's kind of like this interesting place to, I don't know, like a club, like a, to kind of have these like back channel or, or discussions in, in an environment where, okay, like this other discord is getting too heated. So let's, you know, I know I can go to this other place and maybe have a more uh, chill conversation with someone about it. So that's, that's something I appreciated, but I want to ask you, like, what are some things like NFT alphas that you've gotten from there or interesting conversations that you've had or things that you've changed your mind about based on the discussions there? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been interesting. Uh, the, the, well, yeah, yeah. The first thing I think it's really cool that, that you came and had that conversation in DeFi. DeFi has been one of the more interesting channels for me to watch because I am not like super up on anything that's going on in DeFi. I'm not following it closely. I, I don't get a ton of DeFi info from my, my Twitter sources. And so watching that channel kind of evolve uh, in, in, in the Lyceum has been like interesting just because I'm, I'm gathering information that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And it's interesting in this context of me knowing who's delivering it and having a sense for their other ideas about the world. So it's almost like, well, I, I know how you think about this thing well over here. So I can also kind of, uh, you know, I can also appreciate your DeFi uh, uh, considerations because I know they're thoughtful or they're, you know, they're thorough in some sense. Um, so that I think that's one other really interesting element of the sort of like uh, how how dispersed the conversation can be is that like the type of thinker that someone is uh, likely bleeds into other areas. And so you can almost like have some trust uh, in, in their positions uh, based on sort of like, uh, yeah, context clues that you gathered uh, elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I guess the the, the, the question, uh, some, some conversation, some alpha. So um, that, yeah, I guess NFT stuff has been also really interesting. I've been kind of comparing my Twitter feed uh, as, you know, where I would get my NFT alpha from to kind of like following um, the, 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 the Lyceum uh, NFT channel. And, and they're, they're very different. I'm, I'm getting a lot of stuff in, in the Lyceum that I, that I wouldn't get, right? Like we're talking about basically having, you know, 40 people with, um, and, and most people are active in NFT. So as much as this is designed to like get conversations elsewhere, like crypto dominates, uh, the, the crypto channels probably dominate in terms of, of quantity at the moment. Um, but the point is, is that you're kind of plugging into a more in-depth sort of discussion space with uh, a, a group of people that have different feeds plugged in. So, you know, one thing that, that was really interesting early on was um, we have a, a, a member in there, Rustin Moth, who was very plugged into the Solana uh, uh, network, like as things were really starting to, 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 to kick off there. Um, and so, you know, like, you know, dropped the, the, the Gecko Alpha when Geckos were like four Solana or something like that. And then like, you know, the next day they were 12 and then the next day they were 23 and the next day they were 60. Right. And it's just like, so, so all of a sudden you have this source where you are almost like, well, where would I get Solana Alpha if I wanted, I'd have to do some digging on Twitter. I'd have to find someone, but that person kind of just like presented themselves in, in this, in this, um, in this channel. And so all of a sudden you had this, this, this Solana resource, um, and then they they hit on a couple of other wins like over over the next couple uh, uh, of weeks. So it's kind of like they built almost a reputation specifically within a, a space of the knowledge of something that I wasn't really getting uh, in in my Twitter. Um, and then the higher end projects, people who are really um, interested in certain artists, people doing like super deep dives on places like um, like Tezos and the 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 Hen platform, right? Like, there's been a ton of conversation about like multi chain futures and you know what the value of, of of art security is. So it's kind of that that's been I think the most interesting part of the the NFT channel for me, as much as there's been some things to ape into, there's still some filtering that you have to do because it's just like there's too much at all times. Um, but there's there's been as as much as there's been some some sort of like, hey, check this out. It looks interesting. There's also been these sort of like these deeper, more thoughtful conversations um in the crypto, in the DeFi, in the NFTs, um, which are things that I yeah, I really don't see a lot of on 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 Twitter. Um, I'd say like Twitter is like 98% shill and, you know, 2% thoughtful thread. Um, and so to get kind of, you know, uh, just like these, these deep dives uh, from people is really fascinating. 
The other thing that's interesting about the, the the Twitter comparison is just like the people that you're seeing on Twitter have these mass followings. And what you discover is that like, you know, I, I don't know what everyone's Twitter followings are in, in, in Lyceum, but we have a ton of really smart people in there, right? And like they might have, you know, 30 followers or 150 followers or 500 followers or whatever. Uh, but like they're, they're, they're all thoughtful in, in interesting ways. And so it's kind of like not having to have won the Twitter game for me to be exposed to your ideas is a sort of win. Uh, and it, I, again, I think it speaks to that sort of like that, that, that filtering uh, aspect of like, how did you get to this location? It's because you have some interest in these general ideas and that you know, that, that interest in those general ideas kind of drops you into a, a place of like-minded people in a sort of like a neutral and, um, and, 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 and thoughtful context. Yeah. So just even deeper on the, the NFT stuff, like, have you, um, are you still like actively collecting new projects? Do you have any projects that you learned about there that you're particularly excited and like accumulating now or what's, uh, what's your current NFT game look like? Yeah, um, so I've definitely been yeah participating in, in in some of the drops that that people have um, shared uh, specifically in the in the chat. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't say that, like I'm actively like collecting anything right now. Um, mostly, I, I'd say probably like a, a month and a half, two months ago, I kind of pivoted more into a sort of like a builder mindset. Um, so, you know, just think about the space and collecting and trading like that's that's one form of sort of like this dopamine drip. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all, it's also tied to sort of like the, the, the market sentiment in a way that I, I'm not a huge fan of, right. These sorts of like these ups and these downs, like, oh my God, the market's going up. This is the best thing ever. Oh my God, the market's going down. Like I'm in the fetal position, right? Like uh, that's, I, I don't really like to spend a lot of time in that space. This is one of the things that kind of like, you know, made it easy for me to stop playing poker, uh, when, when I did, uh, you know, at, at the beginning of, uh, yeah, the, the I guess like 20, 2011, 2012 time. Uh, it's just like the the ups and the downs were so significant that is kind of these emotional roller coasters that uh, you know I, I didn't like to spend a lot of time in that space. So pivoted more towards building like two months ago or so, and you know launched the geometer token, the peripatetic tokens as like all right, I want to I want to write some smart contracts. Let let me start with this kind of general concept. Um, so uh, that and, and then you know I've worked on some other stuff since that are a little bit more complex than whitelisting uh, some 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 claim rewards. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess some, some projects that, that, that I thought, uh, were, were kind of interesting was like the singularity, uh, project that, that, that dropped recently. Um, I thought the art was really interesting. And in that there's those, like with this, this GAN art kind of wave that just hit, uh, like last week and, 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 or, you know, hit, uh, in, in quotes there, um, was really like hitting hard last week. And all of a sudden there were just like a ton of GAN projects, uh, coming out, uh, it's really interesting to kind of like think about that uh, and, and tie it back all the way back to Bastard. It's like one of the the the, the value props for Bastard. It's like Bastard is the first you know punk derivative. It's the first like GAN PFP project. I don't I don't yeah really know of many GAN PFP projects that are like legitimate. Actually, um, uh, I've seen some kind of like yeah a lot of the GAN projects I've seen that are tied to PFPs. They all look the same with like a slightly different structure. Uh, and so there's something that speaks to me about the BGAN. Uh, 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 work just like I don't, I don't know if it just means the model was uh, you know way more developed uh, than than some of these other ones, but there's this sort of like interesting dynamic when looking at a GAN project now where it's like they have similar qualities a lot of the time, um, and then all of a sudden they got really popular, and it's like all right, well if GAN projects get really popular, then BGANs like that that you see that 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 value prop kind of like coming true. Um, but that singularity project I thought was really interesting. There were a lot of like really interesting images that came out of it. 
Um, and then, and then you get into this really sort of like meta level of trying to, uh, I guess, pinpoint value in a space where it's not laid out for you. Um, and again, this ties back to kind of like when bastards first came out, there was no metadata. And so it was this big question of like, well, how do people discover rarity and what they want and how do they sort and so on? Um, and I think GAN runs into a similar sort of problem. So anytime I'm buying something that's like, yeah, super aesthetic and maybe kind of, uh, disoriented or, or, or not so straightforward, like I expect it to go through a sort of like a longer timeline, uh, in terms of like realizing value. Cause it's, you know, it, it's just not quick enough. Like the, 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 person that's, you know, jumping across their hundred discords and holding, you know, uh, a thousand different projects and then dumping and then buying and then, you know, chasing mints, like they're not, they're not sitting there like studying, uh, that singularity project for like, Oh, this one's interesting. It looks like a face or, Oh my God, this one looks like, you know, a spaceship or whatever. Um, and so, so you, you get into some interesting spaces, I think kind of like thinking about what has value there is it the things that connect with people. So all of a sudden, like, will this read like a face to most people? Um, then it's probably worth more than something that kind of reads like noise. Um, but at the same time, like, is that person even looking at, at the collection is, is also open. Um, so I'd say, yeah, singularity kind of like comes to mind. Um, yeah, there's been there's been other stuff that, that kind of like looked at, but but haven't done any any sort of like real deep dives in. Um, and I've also been just monitoring a lot of of, of stuff that's kind of like uh, holdings that I already had, like uh, you know, uh, Creature World, uh, or you know, have have a few pudgy penguins left, and kind of just like you know, what what is the landscape of this market? What happens when Coinbase releases, uh, you know, to, to to two million people? Like, do pudgy penguins pump in that in that environment or does you know the person that's buying nfts through coinbase like what what are they actually looking at right um and you know something else that that came through that chat the other day was flipping suggested like you know i think when coinbase launches there's this interesting opportunity for the market to pivot into more doge compatible uh concepts right so you know right now we have this 10k pfp sort of max there aren't a lot of projects that are more than 10k there are a couple but not not it's not the standard um but if you have, you know, a million people on, on Coinbase ready to ape, um, like what's their buy-in price? Like it's probably not, you know, 0.4 ETH. Uh, it's probably much lower. And if Coinbase can dilute the fees, um, then you might see like a 100K PFP project kind of like come through. And, and the reason is like, well, maybe, maybe the person with, you know, $100 of ETH wants to buy 10 uh, profile pictures, right? Uh, and maybe they can do that uh, on, on a project that has a 100K cap. Um, in, in the same way that people wanted to hold a, a full doge instead of a fraction of a Bitcoin, right? Um, so, so yeah, there, there, there's that. That's kind of more the space that that I'm spending my time thinking in, as opposed to like newer projects that are coming out. It's so saturated. Um, like I, I've been out of the minting game for a while, uh, just chasing mints and things like that. Mostly focused on all right after a mint drops. Like, how does the the community respond? Like, is there a bunch of fud about the way that the drop went? Is there a bunch of fud about the way that the reveal went? Um, and what's the sort of like the long-term argument for, for holding this for more than, you know, three days, um, that, that, that I'd say that's where I'm, I'm spending most of my time, I guess, uh, from a, a personal perspective of collecting. One, one of the other people, one of the ones that was mentioned on there that I got interested in were these, uh, rare Pepe cards mm. for some reason, like they're really cheap, right? They're these ones that were kind of like OG, uh, NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain, and then they're being like imported into OpenSea and Ethereum. And mm -hmm. someone was mentioning that they were they were buying them, and uh, so I went and checked them out. And they're like super cheap, I think, because they made like they're not one of ones. They're all like you know almost like trading cards that have been printed like thousands of them, and then they just get you know there's there's not they're not one of one. But 
I, I don't know. Like, I think that could do well in a, in a um, Coinbase world because they're right. OG and they have, I don't know, like, I, li- I like the art. I think they're just quirky. They're, they're just like kind of like funny. And um, yeah, and they're not super expensive. Um, yeah, I really like that. Um, I really like that that idea that they're like, they're kind of OG. Yeah, the fact that they're coming from Bitcoin to Ethereum is like, that's how OG they are. Uh, and then they're they're cheap now, which I think kind of like ties into like, it's not any cheap coin that would have, you know, been able to rally like Doge. It's like specifically Doge, right? Like Doge was the, the you know, the OG version of the cheap thing. Um, yeah, I like that thesis a lot. So let's let's get into the kind of like next layer of, of Lysium, which I think uh, is really interesting. It was kind of mind blowing when you uh, first talked about it to me. So what is Dimension and how does it sort of like build on or formalize the organic discussions that are going on in there? Um, so, yeah, this this goes back. Uh, Dimension goes back a, a, a bit for me. Um, spent a lot of time. I would say like starting in maybe like 2015, uh, just like thinking about what was going wrong with discourse, right? Like this, this obsession with like having good quality conversations with people is not like a new thing for me. Like I've been, you know, arguing with, you know, my dad about anything I could, or, you know, my best friends about anything I could since I was like seven years old, right? Like it's just this sort of like, uh, part, part of my nature in some sense. Um, and so as, as a sort of like result of that, uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I have an obsession with like calling out bad strategies when I see them, uh, and then and then like really uh, being interested in like, well, well, how could you make it easier for everyone to communicate better, right? Like, so that as a, as a sort of like a a, high, a higher order goal. Um, so I spent I spent a lot of time starting in like yeah 20, 2014, 2015, uh, like reading you know philosophers who were you know like like Wittgenstein for instance right Tractatus uh, Philosophicus uh, or Logico uh, Philosophicus uh, you know where where his his fundamental goal was like well how how do you how do you break down language into like some atomic form right. Uh, because here we are throwing words at each other, and you know this 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 comes off the heels of Bertrand Russell, you know, uh, basically writing like a, a, a logical proof of how mathematics kind of rests on itself, um, and he wanted to do the same for language, and it kind of came from this space of like, well, how how do you use words in, in these specific ways? Um, you know, the, the 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 summary of the book is isn't that he like resolved this right? Like, it's not really possible. Language is fluid. Uh, interpretation is subjective. People use words in different ways. Those words evolve over time. Um, and you can also like communicate uh, without words, like you can kind of gesture and point and, and so much kind of gets compiled into this uh, when, when you're trying to communicate with someone. So, you know, his conclusion wasn't very optimistic. It was kind of like, this is a shit show. There is no sort of like atomic layer uh, to, 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 to language in the way that, that he kind of like wanted it. Um, but you know, uh, yeah. What? Why I enjoy reading old philosophies because I think that someone, you know, old philosophers are always onto something that's interesting. And you know, one of the things that he says in his preface is something like, um, you know, I, I I may have not kind of like done justice to 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 uh, achieve my goals here, but maybe in the future when there are new tools or whatever, like someone can can kind of like build onto this. Um, and so, you know, at that point, I kind of became obsessed with the idea of sort of atomizing language. Um, and I noticed this in a lot of my sort of more contemporary favorites is that they were super atomic, uh, atomical in the way that they uh, broke down their thought, almost like reductionist. 
So, you know, uh, it's like if you wanted to, um, you know, talk about like whether or not a person has free will or not, like the, the, it doesn't matter what most people are talking about when this question first comes up. There's basically like all this surface noise and no one's actually talking about like the root of the question, whether or not a person has agency over the universe or if the universe has agency over the individual, right? And so that's where this sort of like this, where this gets atomic and kind of reducing it down to the level of like, well, are we in a universe where, you know, it's deterministic and, you know, everything is subject to the location of all atoms at, at, at any, any given point and all of that is predestined? Uh, if so, then you don't have free will. Like it's a ser- very sort of like reductionist, very atomic uh, uh, way to kind of like break this down. So these these sort of atomic models uh, became interesting in, in, in a few different capacities. Um, but then watching all of the sort of the chaos unfold online, it was kind of very sort of, okay, I, I know exactly what all this is. I've had these conversations a thousand times with all these different people. And I've had conversations where we've been able to circumnavigate those things. And so the question is kind of like, all right, if you could if you could put infrastructure into a place like Twitter and help people communicate better, what kind of tools would you build? Um, and so that's kind of where, yeah, the birth of the, the the idea of dimension was. And so I very much started to kind of like learn to code and think about how you would structure a social network within kind of the more centralized uh, capacity, um, you know, maybe like like four or five years ago. Um, but but w- one of the 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 first things that kind of like came out of that. Um, was to reduce the noise. And so a big part of reducing the noise of the social network uh, is to basically create non-fungibility to ideas in a way that like Twitter and Reddit don't have. Um, so, so a big part of the, the, the global problem is that uh, most ideas that people express are not unique and new. Um, and yet we just have, you know, the same idea being, you know, spit out uh, a thousand times a day, uh, even though, you know, someone thoroughly worked through it in 1934, you just haven't read it yet. And so you think you came to this conclusion and you get to now run through that exact gauntlet of counters and challenges and, you know, disprovals of the theory or whatever. Um, and so there's a sort of like an information infrastructure problem in that capacity, just tons and tons of noise. It's, it, it's all, uh, kind of dispersed and it's very hard to kind of like, well, you know, I'm interested in free will. Where can I find all of the, the conversation or all of the ideas that have ever happened within the context of free will? Well, the answer is nowhere, right? You have to go find all these philosophers. It's a lot of work to dig these things up. Um, and that pattern we were talking about earlier with sort of like any barrier to entry is kind of going to work against mass adoption quickly. The same is true for ideas. And so there's a, a big sort of like knowledge gap here with people who actually do the digging, dive in, uh, you know, go and discover all these people. They probably miss some people, so they don't have all the ideas, of course. Um, and then and the people who are just not going to do that, they have a, a quick exchange on Twitter and then they, you know, they, they settle back into their their initial intuitions. Um so, so a big part of it, bringing this sort of like more structured uh, thought uh, that's organized, it's non-fungible, was something I was trying to p- apply to something like Twitter. Um, so yeah, imagine imagine Twitter where um, you couldn't post a tweet that somebody had already posted, right? Like you couldn't type out the same words. Um, and so that was kind of the non-fungibility aspect of, of the initial idea. Um, and I would say in like, 20, uh, yeah, I guess like late 2020, mid 2020, I started thinking about, okay, like these NFT things, these are actually these non-fungible instantiations of the exact concept, right? So if I want to say, you know, or like, you know, uh, the example I always use is, is Nietzsche, uh, saying, you know, God is dead. 
right? Like if, if I want to say that, like, I'm not the first one to say that, like Nietzsche said it this one time, uh, there can be a thread that kind of encompasses all of the conversation around this concept. What does he mean? What doesn't he mean? What ways are it true? What ways aren't it true? Um, that doesn't need to happen, you know, a 10 million independent times on the internet. Um, we're not, we're not going to make any real progress there. We're going to spend all our time yelling at each other on the surface of these ideas instead of being able to navigate the depth, uh, and, and, and being able to, um, kind of like explore the nuance, uh, which is where we need to be, right? We need to get to this sort of, uh, this, this, this space where it's easy to be thorough, uh, in your, re- in, in, in your sort of research about any specific idea to understand, uh, the, the, the variations of interpretation and so on. Um, so to get to the point here, uh, you know, an NFT being this non-fungible token, it's like, okay, well, what, what, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to build the first contract, uh, and it's going to be propositionally based. So the proposition is effectively an analogy for the tweet. You know, my proposition is God is dead send. Right. And so I've created this NFT. Uh, I have kind of some, uh, you know, on chain generated art that accompanies that, um, that NFT, uh, which which out, outputs this SVG that that that'll render so nothing's stored anywhere it's all on chain um, and then that that proposition will exist once and only once right for all of time on this in this collection it can only exist once and only once um, and so it, the, the 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 general idea is to create this sort of like this foundational layer of of propositions that'll be the first uh, dimension propositions collection. Um, and what it does is it give us, gives us this more sort of like atomic foundation to build on. Um, and so, yeah, I guess to, 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 to kind of like introduce some of these, these follow-up layers that, that will accompany this, uh, in terms of like, why is this, uh, actually interesting or, or, or useful is because when it comes to the problems uh, of conversation, the same errors are made uh, just over and over again. Uh, I might say, you know, God is dead. And the person says, no, he's not like my mom goes to church. Um, and then I'd have to say, well, that's not what I mean by God is dead. It's not what Nietzsche meant. It's not what anybody means when they suggest the claim is true. Uh, it, it, it's a bit more nuanced. Um, and so the question is, well, how, how do you how do you kind of like locate yourself on this spectrum of variations? Um, and the way that, that, that I'm thinking about this problem is basically in the form of a sort of like uh, applying Bayesian probabilities to the way that you think about any given proposition. So, you know, humans fall into this natural sort of like zero or one order. If I say God is dead, you fall into a zero or one before you start thinking about the variations more often than not, unless you're like, you know, a, a superhero and, and, and are just super nuanced in the way that you think about things. Um, again, I don't think that's the, 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 the common thing. Um, but the point is to allow for you to identify a spot on this spectrum that you would like to anchor yourself to. And so the second collection that I'll release after propositions will be called Dimension Beliefs. And the idea is you'll be able to attach a belief to that proposition. So again, that proposition only exists once, but now you'll be able to position yourself on the spectrum of interpretations of that proposition with your dimension belief. Uh, so I might say, well, God is dead. And uh, on a scale from zero to 100, how true do I believe that claim is? I don't think it's zero. I don't think it's 100. I think there's all this variance. Um, I might drop my 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 marker at like 65 or 70 or something like that. And then I could go into sort of an explanation of the ways that I think it's right and the ways that I think it's wrong. But the, the, the most important thing is I've established my position as non-absolutist and, and, and sort of more nuanced. Um, so, so, so that's kind of the, 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 the baseline 
uh, 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 approach here is like people need to start from a non-absolutist position. And so if you give them the sort of the tools that allow for them to express their positions more explicitly in these more nuanced ways that can be navigated better, you assume I'm not your enemy if I say 65 instead of 100 uh, on any proposition, really, um, then that kind of opens the door to better better conversations, not as much uh, uh, assuming of... Uh, 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 of absolute opposition, not a much, uh, not as much sort of bundling of bad ideas with you know what you're misinterpreting as the initial point, um, and and so th- this infrastructure in theory uh, would con- c- kind of continue to provide uh, that 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 sort of uh, that scaffolding for people to navigate and, and be able to communicate better. Uh, and then, of course, like there's a bunch of layers that you could continue to add on to this sort of thing. So beliefs being a version of like a true false spectrum, you could also rate things on different spectrums like uh, like how sarcastic is this or how trollish is this um, or how like, you know, useful is this this idea or how how dangerous is an idea uh, like all, all of these different verticals kind of exist when you start to, you know, deconstruct a concept at its level. And all it does is kind of provide more of an atomic understanding of what someone really means when they say certain words. Um, but then the, you know, what, what I think will be really fun in in getting these first two contracts out is I can start rolling out, um, sort of integration into a place like discord. So, you know, if you and I are having a discussion, uh, about, you know, whether or not God is dead, um, and we're struggling to understand each other's words, um, then maybe I can create a proposition, uh, that explicitly states my, my position, uh, in, 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 in a precise way. Uh, and this is something that, like, if you if you pay close attention to this in a, in an argument, you'll notice that people don't do this most of the time, right? They're yelling at each other, but nothing has actually been established as to like what they're trying to prove or what they're trying to disprove. Um, I was having a, a conversation the other day. We were talking about like the potential value of Tezos in the future, um, and the conversation was was kind of like really kind of disjointed in some in some capacity because whether or not Tezos has like value is so ambiguous. Whether or not it's still a chain that exists, whether or not it contains a culture of like minded people, whether or not it's one of the top five you know independent blockchains in the future, they're all very different propositions to make. But none of those things had been defined. But if I if I if I create an explicit proposition and I share that with the group of people that I'm discussing, we no longer talk for two hours trying to get our terms right. Uh, we got the proposition explicitly stated in its form uh, upfront, and now we can kind of work off of that proposition. And if I decide, oh, you're right, I, I actually don't like what I what I rated my belief on that proposition, I can update that, and that that signals. Uh, as explicitly as possible to everyone that the work that they've done in providing counter arguments was effective enough to move me away from that proposition. So it's not about my proposition being right or true or absolute. It's about my position on the spectrum of possible interpretations um, and, and and providing that 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 sort of infrastructure. So um, yeah, that's way too long, way 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 too much information to uh, to, to to pile into a sort of like a, a quick explanation. But uh, I'll pause there. Ho- hopefully, you have some 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 follow up so I can provide more clarity where necessary. Yeah, so I'm kind of like struggling to find a, an analogy, and the, the similar one I can think of was an NFT project I saw where it was um, each NFT there was a periodic table and each element on the periodic table was an NFT. And then mm. that was like the first, uh, the first layer of it. Right. And then you could use those, like, say if you owned, you know, mm. hydrogen and oxygen, you could create the, you know, create a water molecule. Like you could take those and mash them up with another idea. Right. So it's almost like you're getting, you're using the NFT process. 
to get someone to be extremely explicit about a certain belief that they have because you're going through this formalized process of minting it, right? So you have to think carefully and right. pay gas and everything to to mint it. And then that's kind of useful as a as a building block of further discussion because then you can hold this NFT and people can see what you believe that you've thought deeply about and then calibrate their own beliefs based on that. Is that a reasonable summary? Yeah, definitely. I, the, the, the idea of, of making someone pay to express themselves is really an interesting concept as well. Like I can imagine rolling out different variants of this concept. Like maybe you roll out like an infinite collection on Polygon or something. So it can be more chaotic and it can run free without any sort of like charge or anything like that for, 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 for mints. But part of the filtering mechanism of having to pay for something is, again, it's, it's sort of, it, it filters the, 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 the content in some sense. So it's, you know, it, it also ties into all the same sort of like signaling mechanisms that a PFP uh, ties into, or, you know, a, a rare Pepe card or whatever you're trying to signal, like you're signaling that you like the art, you're signaling that you think this thing has status or whatever, like an explicit belief uh, being the first person to explicitly express it in this context uh, has the same sort of a, a opportunity uh, to 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 someone, and then so would you know being able to express you know your belief on that proposition. If you don't own the original proposition, maybe you want to be one of the hundred uh, beliefs uh, that 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 that's able to be created for that proposition. Um, and then you end up with sort of like interesting properties, like emergent idea markets. So you know uh, within that context of that sort of brand moding. If you were to apply uh, a strict sort of uh, limitation on the resources uh, here, and so, you know, again, God is dead. That's one proposition that exists once. Uh, there's a hundred total beliefs. Uh, you end up with like a summary of the hundred people that hold the belief for that uh, in a way that's kind of like unique and doesn't exist. So, you know, if I take all of the hundred beliefs that were minted uh, in response to the original proposition, and then I average out. Uh, their value, and I get you know uh, out of out of the dimension community, uh, the 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 people of dimension believe that God is God is dead is fifty seven percent true. Like that tells me something interesting about the world, right? It tells me something interesting about that community more explicitly. But then if you imagine applying that to any sort of you know corporate structure, like what if the New York New York Times uh, had a hundred of those and they got to rate, and we understood how true New York Times thought God God is dead was. Um, like these, these are the kinds of things that I, I don't think really exist at all. And so I think they, they kind of like emerge, uh, 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 the, 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 these things that will emerge from that structure could be interesting over time. Uh, right now, if I say the New York times is, you know, uh, like has any position on any idea, it's a really sort of ambiguous claim. It might be referencing a specific article I read by one person and not the whole companies. We just don't have uh, a, a way to kind of signal in a sort of like, well, I'm going to go check my, my, my sort of like truth log. Uh, and, 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 and this sort of structure kind of like also provides that I, I've seen just like countless examples of people, you know, they said something four years ago, uh, they updated their view shortly after, and they're still getting, you know, they're still getting ripped apart on Twitter because no one read their, their, their follow-up. Right. Uh, and it's like, well, if there were a single place to go where you could just see what their position on that actually is, and it only exists once. So it's easy to find, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of resolves that our inability to find, uh, the signal and all of this noise. So, uh, yeah, there, 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 there's kind of a lot there. I do, I do really like that, um, that, that, that idea of the, um, the periodic table though. It's a, it, it, it's very similar in the sense that, yeah, it's, uh, sort of non-fungible. And then after that, you can kind of like build on top in an interesting way. 
So when this is live, is this live now? And where, where can people go to check it out? And when it, when this kind of fully launches, what's the first uh, belief that you're going to mint? Yeah, so it's not live yet. Uh, the smart contract, I, I have, yeah, maybe like a, a day worth of work uh, left. And then um, and then I'm, I'm working on the UI because I, yeah, the UI is kind of like super important to, um, to kind of like making the, the, the usability of, of creating a, a proposition uh, quite clear. I basically have these two different mechanisms. Um, there's, you can create a proposition. Uh, and the idea is that uh, there will be a 0.025 mint charge to create a proposition. And that's if you know what you want to say right now, right? Um, so if you know what you want to say, you type in your proposition uh, in, 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 into uh, uh, sit, sit, submit your, your proposition to the smart contract. You'll get this, this NFT back right away that has, uh, has your proposition on it. Um, and then the second way that you'd be able to mint is at a premium cost where you basically retain the template. So, uh, the part, part of this is kind of like handling two different models. One, like people who know what they want to say and, and, and want to say it now, like they should be able to, you know, do that. And it's not this sort of like this mass mint idea, you know, sell out in two seconds or whatever. Like you can't actually sell it in two seconds if you have to type in a proposition, um, and you need to be thoughtful about what you say. But then the second part is like for 0.1 ETH, You'll be able to mint a template. So if I want to, you know, have a template so I could add a proposition to it uh, in a year, then I can mint that template and hold on to it tight. And I think that creates this really interesting con con context to add to this sort of like this this initial collection of ten thousand propositions uh, will exist once and only once for you know perpetuity on the Ethereum blockchain. You know, in in a hundred years, if there were a sufficient brand moat around the 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 dimension concept, like having an un you know an un uh, an un, a, a template proposition would be like a really rare thing to be able to have, like to add to add an expression to kind of this 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 backlog of uh, in, information. Um, so yeah, I guess that, 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 that's one detail I wanted to, to, to make sure to, uh, articulate cause yeah, I, I kind of struggle with this idea of like what I would need to mint right away. Other people that I've talked to about this idea have said like, you know, I've been really thinking lately about like what I'm going to mint as soon as you, 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 you launch this. Um, and I think that that's, that's, that's part of the, you know, that's part of the beauty of the whole thing is that like, if you're going to say something and you're going to put it into an existence, uh, forever, like careful thought is almost like incentivized in a way that it's definitely not incentivized uh, elsewhere. Um, I think, you know, uh, God is dead is, is something that I think is interesting just because I've always used that as an example uh, that would be interesting to men. I also kind of expect there to be like a degree of memeing that people do. So like I would imagine, you know, a, a proposition of GM uh, would, would, would be something that, that comes up uh, even mm -hmm. though it's, you know, it's not a proposition that's philosophical in any sense, but like, yeah, you give me a proposition called GM and you let me rate it. Like I'll probably rate that a hundred. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good morning. <laughs> you know? Um, but other things, have some, have, have fun staying poor. Like I would expect those things to, to, to kind of like get minted and, and, and become these memes, um, or not become these memes, but these memes to be expressed. Um, there've been some other ones that, 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 you know, quotes that I've liked from philosophers over time, uh, that, that I think would be cool to kind of instantiate in this context. Um, but yeah, I'm not exactly sure which one, which one I'll go with first. And so there'll be some kind of generative art that is created with colors and cool patterns that are, that's kind of like the background for the text. Is that what they'll look visually or do you, is there a place where someone can see what they will look like visually at this point? 
Um, yeah, they're, they're, so I've released, uh, on, on the Rinkby network, you can kind of see some of, uh, some of the art, uh, or, or what the general concept of the art is. The art is, it's, uh, it's more of a, like a template art. So it's not super like generative or, or exploratory. Uh, it, it's more like there is, um, it's got sort of, sort of like a, uh, like a, like a, like a cyberpunk vibe to it in terms of like, you know, it has one of those stars, uh, in the sky with, you know, the, 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 the gradient lines across it. Uh, the star has like a, a gradation of color from from the left side to the right side, uh, and then and then you have kind of like the, the the sky and then the ground that is the 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 perspective of the the the, the person looking at the NFT. Um, so it's very much a landscape, and then the 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 generative part of it is uh, well, one all all of that that imagery is generated on chain, but then two like based on what your token ID is and what your what what the proposition is. Uh, it will have a different color scheme. So all of those different characteristics will be different colors based on what you say uh, and and what 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 the token ID is. So creates some some level of uh, you know uniqueness to the uh, to to the sort of the visuals uh, that that kind of accompany the 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 the, the quote just being represented in in this uh, in this landscape. How how do you envision this spreading? Like this is kind of being incubated inside. Elysium, but you mentioned Twitter earlier, like what's the kind of vehicle? Like, do you see people using these as like profile picks or, or what's where, where would these be displayed and shared? And, and yeah, uh, de- yeah, definitely don't imagine them as like PFPs. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Don't think it's, it's very much in that space at all. Um, I do think there's like an element of it that's like loot ish, right. Uh, in the sense that, you know, that NFT represents, like a, a text string uh, forever. And so like someone could immediately start building uh, a, a UI that looks like Twitter where these are the tweets instead. Um, and people could interact with them on, you know, whatever smart contract they build on top and that would, you know, organize and sort them or whatever. Um, but in, in terms of vehicle, there's kind of like the, the, the two paths. One uh, is building it into to, to, to the Lyceum Discord as a sort of utility. Uh, so how, how can I, you know, uh, uh, assist the, the 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 difficult conversations uh, by by plugging these things in and, and, and making it an easy tool to use. Uh, but two, one of the things I was thinking is like, you know, if I if I were to um, if I were to generate a proposition uh, from this contract, um, then you know, posting that to, to Twitter is, is 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 basically like tweeting, except for like it's a really aggressive way to tweet something, right? Like I've I've paid I've paid ETH to say this thing. I've not just posted some spam on Twitter, but like, you know, I, I it's like getting a tattoo almost like the permanence of it in some sense. Like I, I, I've, I've tattooed this to the, to the blockchain forever. Uh, and, and, you know, for the, the one and only time that, that, that can be done. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure how, how it will spread again. I'm kind of like totally on board with organic growth and organic spreading. Um, I think there's a sort of like a filtering and a quality that kind of like comes with that. Um, you know, but but you know, it, 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 those those are kind of like two avenues that that I imagine could uh, either like take or not. Um, and you know, it's also like this thing that you know, if this didn't sell out for 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 ten years or hundred years or you know, thousand years, like you know, that 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 would totally be fine and, and still kind of like fulfill the the the, the general uh, uh, thesis of, of of the concept. Like, there's no no real urgency to kind of like meant this in, 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 in eight minutes um, in, in, in the way that I think a lot of these sort of like PFP hype machines uh, get on Twitter and, and kind of aim to do. So much of uh, the success of the project is uh, based on that that eight minute sellout um, and kind of demonstrating that all these people want this. 
Um, but I think, yeah, e- even the idea of like, well, you're supposed to think about the proposition before you get the NFT that you're that you're about to mint uh, is, is a little bit uh, in, in, in conflict with uh, the general sentiment in the space right now. And then the next step is we can farm shit coins with the propositions, right? And do passive That's exactly income. right. Hopefully, awesome. yeah, on uh, on a platform that that I don't have to build myself in order to uh, <laughs> in order to, to to allow for you to stake the the, the proposition. Roadmap, awesome. Well, we we've been going on, on a while, so I was gonna close with the invitation. I still have these, you know, two uh, NFTs. If, if anyone here this is resonating with someone and they want to uh, to check out the Elysium and, and get involved in the discussions there, definitely hit me up, but Snoop, I'll, I'll leave it to you. Like what's, what's an invitation you want to leave with people if they want to get involved or learn more about your stuff, what, what should they go check out or what's the best place to uh, connect with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, to add on to that, uh, the, the Elysium treasury also has a handful of, um, uh, uh, of these, uh, peripatetic tokens. And so, you know, uh, you can, you can also check it out on OpenSea. Some of those are, are, are listed uh, for for free, even for people to just claim if they want them. Um, and then, um, so th- so is that way to kind of get in. Also, if you go to um, on, on Twitter, you can you know DM me uh, SnoopLion42. Uh, there's also the Lysium42 on Twitter. Uh, you could follow either of those places for sort of like updates, or if you wanted to DM. Uh, from the Lysium Twitter, you'll be able to find a link tree, or also from my SnoopLine42 Twitter, there's a link tree that, that, that'll link to uh, the Lysium website, which just gives like a quick blurb about how, how things are organized, links to the different tokens, and then a link to the Discord. Um, but yeah, really just get to the lobby of the Discord and that, that, that would be a kind of a starting place. There's, you know, there's a bunch of people there that will greet you uh, and, and, and answer any questions that you might have. Um, but but I'd say yeah the the the, the tokens are on OpenSea. Uh, there's you know the the Twitter sites will will link you to where you need to go. Uh, and then and then yeah, I'm super open to talk to anybody about any ideas. Um, so DM me if you ever want uh, Discord or or, or Twitter. Um, and then yeah, uh, updates for the Dimension idea will 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 also be kind of rolling out as soon as I get to them. Hoping to 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 roll something out here in the in the next uh, week or two. Uh, but I've got a move coming up, so that might disrupt my uh, my my plans a bit. Um, but yeah, announcements would also come through those, those Twitter accounts and, and through the, the Elysium discord as well. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see, uh, to see how these come out. I'm really excited to, uh, to check it out. So, uh, thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for the chat and, uh, hopefully, uh, chat again soon. Yeah. Talk to you later. Cheers.